0: I'm Bob, and we are back with Bill and Bob's bracket busting bonanza. Bill, I got the name correct this time. Uh, I was ready to say Boarskin last time, but I got it right. We're doing basketball this time around.
1: That's right. Uh, Welcome back, Bob. Yeah, How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, we got Conference Twenty talk. They have gotten underway. Um, some of the heavy hitters just start tipped off yesterday. After you know, we get through these. Um, lower some of these lower some of these lower level teams like st john's and now we're getting into the semis and quarters of some of these uh these uh big time conferences spoken
1: like a like a true seat hall pirate
0: hey listen by the by the by the hair on our uh, chinny chin chin we uh snuck by the Johnnies. and uh, and as and-
1: as said and, as discussed on this podcast uh earlier this week the biggies could easily open up and open up it has i think uh Seton you know, Hall just needs to get through Georgetown, and then all of a sudden you're, you've are you made it all the way to the finals.
0: So this pod in particular, we are going to go off of our conference rankings, the Big Five, uh, the Big East, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10. We're going to go through the conference bracket uh, and just kind of go through a little tidbits, and uh, you know, we'll make our own little predictions moving forward. So Big East, we obviously acknowledge that out of the Power Five, they are the, um, the least... Um, Talented this year, or at least uh, as far as teams looking to head into the tournament. Some COVID issues in this tournament, like we've had looked in some of the other ones ahead. We got two games. We got the Big East Semis tonight. Uh, normally the hottest ticket at the Garden uh, since probably like 1998 is always the Big East Semis. Uh, this year loses a little bit of fanfare because Villanova went yeah, down. It's luster. It's um, luster.
1: Is, uh, is, it's not shiny this year.
0: Yeah, uh, and especially Nova without um, – they were out without their lead guard, Connor Gillespie, anyway. Um, Georgetown upsets them. Uh, Georgetown tips off in the early one tonight against the Seton Hall Pirates. And then in the other one on the opposite side is actually the um, more of – I wouldn't say it's the traditional Big East game because you have a team that came uh, left, came back. UConn first year back, they're in the semis, and they're facing Creighton who is um, – you know, the second or top team in the Big East, depending on how you look at it, they're certainly uh, the most um, most rounded at this point. Since uh, Villanova obviously has their injury yeah. issues,
1: uh, and, and Villanova also yesterday protected. So it 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 seems like they've got um, more kind of ready to play, but they're protecting his ankle as much as they can. Um, we'll see what happens with them in the future. Uh, I don't feel great about Nova's chances in the tournament. They can maybe get to the Sweet 16. About that, I think it's capped there. But uh, yesterday afternoon, quite a slate of games. I don't know if you were if you got a chance to watch much of them, but you had uh, Georgetown uh, with a one point win over Nova in a game that came down to two free throws at the end, the, uh, buzzer beater in. The Virginia game, the Kentucky game went right down to the wire. It was actually a bunch of great games, where It actually really felt like you were watching a college basketball season. So that's good. But, Bob, as a Seton Hall guy, let's assume for a second Seton Hall is able to escape uh, the Georgetown Hoyas. Who would you rather face in the finals, Creighton or Connecticut?
0: So I will say this. Um, Villanova fears me, Okay. Villanova knows that that Seton Hall is the one who's had their uh, number over the Including past few a years. So had Villanova beaten as as as. Um, a Seton Hall fan. Even if Villanova went on, it's not that I would think that our our, our road would be our road would be any more difficult. Um, Georgetown's playing hot right now, so um, and they are a sneaky talented team. Um, so I think they're gonna. I think we actually have two very competitive games now. Out of who I would prefer to face, um, Creighton seemingly has had Seton Hall's number the past few years. However, just about a week and a half ago, the Prudential Center opened up. First-time college basketball game, your boy was in the building for Seton Hall-UConn. Uh, Seton Hall got off to a red-hot start. Well, no, yeah, they got off to a hot start. I won't say red-hot. But they got off to a hot start against UConn, and UConn just kind of grinded their way with Danny Hurley basketball, grinded their way back into the game, and just pulled away in the second half, which has kind of been Seton Hall's uh, bugaboo is they have struggled to play complete games. Um, so I would like to play UConn. Um, because Creighton say, has had Seton Hall's numbers Seton Hall the past game few years. That was
1: most recent, and that game was never. It, it was. It was. It was a very difficult. Uh, so game for...
0: Seton Hall also blew a seventeen-point lead on them this season. The thing about Creighton is every trip down, um, basically four through five pit all four through five guys pretty much can hit from beyond the arc and Seton Hall this year in particular, normally they're a, a pretty good defensive team. They don't run guys off the three point point line very well. So Creighton just can come down and kind of get hot in a hurry. And I just don't think that's a great matchup for Seton Hall, a lower scoring typical, you know, physical big East game against UConn is, um, more what I would prefer, prefer, uh,
1: yeah, I think that suits your style way better because you have to rely on Creighton missing shots. Although I will say Creighton, both of those teams had thirty plus points oh, yeah. um yesterday. So I mean, playing against crappy teams, but still, Creighton looked great against Butler, and Butler's not good. But you, you, I wasn't expecting a thirty. No, and you can't win.
0: forget though. Georgetown had a blowout over Marquette in the um, the opening round. Also, before that uh, tight, before they uh, snuck their way past Villanova.
1: Yeah, and apparently James Dolan is uh, giving Patrick Ewing shit so walking around the Madison Square My right
0: thing now. is, I think he said it jokingly, but... No, well, well, then they had it on ESPN. But I would also say this, is even if you didn't know who Patrick Ewing was, he's a seven-foot man. If you do, can't assume that he's not there for the basketball yeah. games, I, I don't know what to tell yeah. you, so... Yeah, uh,
1: th- that's a guy who's... who's Doing a little bit too hard of a work yeah. on this job. Hey, listen, you know, like, like. Relax but we all. shouldn't
0: we shouldn't be too hard on uh, on the staff who's in these in these arenas during these uh, during these crazy times of COVID. You know, who knows? That's true. Um, but yeah, I think I think we actually have two sneaky good games here. Um, Georgetown, in particular, um, I think is they've flown under the radar, but they have played well as of late. Um, winning down the stretch they've won for their past five their lone loss comes Kim's sorry came at Yukon um, uh the final regular season game their final regular season game um they have you know you have Javon Blair Jamario pick Jamarco pickett those are two guys two seniors who um I think you like waited for them to finally show up and they're showing up down the stretch um, of this season. We've been, if as a Georgetown fan, I I imagine they've, you've waited four years for these two guys to kind of shine a little bit. Um, And in Seton Hall's case, they're same thing with their seniors. They've had so much, um, from Miles Powell the few years it's you're waiting for a guy like Sandro to really get his chance to shine and you know yesterday against St. John's they ran everything through him on every possession and this is Sandro's chance you know if they don't make the tournament um, it's just going to be on their four-game losing streak to end the season. But new season started yesterday for them. Uh, Sandro kind of carried them. You have Miles Cale, who is a senior, um, and then Jared Roden, who is just a junior, who even when he's not shooting it well, just is, is – he's a fighter who will – you know he plays every single possession, never takes a playoff. So I think you just have two teams that are just kind of hungry and have been under the radar this year, um, and one of them is going to be playing for the Big East Championship.
1: Yeah, that's – Absolutely correct. It's, it's, I mean, either Seton Hall could have beaten Villanova. I don't think Villanova is sure. uh, an unbeatable team. So it's I, I don't look at it as though they got a free pass or anything like that. But man, that they could, they should be able to take care of business against a team like Georgetown. And then next thing you know, you're in the finals. Like whichever team you end up playing, it's it's still you know they're beatable.
0: Yeah, it will be a fun one. Um, Creighton, I think, obviously at this point becomes the the heavy heavy favorite. Um, obviously with um but and and even the winner of that game I think in many people's eyes um becomes a favorite Yukon Yukon needs a win too to really solidify themselves into the tournament and not on the um just for seating wise I think they're in the tournament they've they've played well down the stretch so there's a lot to play for yeah, in this biggest tournament
1: I think they're all right I think they're in the tournament
0: all right so moving down south uh the ACC tournament uh Greensboro this year. Um, Now, you have some news. I didn't know about this.
1: Yeah, it's Um, it's, uh, hot off the wire. Uh, Virginia had a positive COVID test. They are officially out of the ACC tournament, but they are not out necessarily of the NCAA tournament. So further proof that what Duke did yesterday was kind of uh, give up on their, their season. To a degree. Th- and just say we they they knew they weren't gonna get taken in the NCAA tournament without the win against Florida State, so they just said, Okay, uh we're we're calling it a season. Don't even bother selecting us. Virginia has not said that for good reason, because they'll make the tournament. And, and, but yeah, so that Virginia advances. was heading to so the what tournament. that does is that advances Georgia Tech to the finals to face the winner of North Carolina, uh Florida State. North Carolina played really well yesterday, got a good very very yes. big win for them against uh, Virginia Tech. North Carolina is going to sneak into the NCAA tournament. It's like a five seed, I think, just because they've had a good run down the stretch. If they win the NC, if they win the ACC tournament, which they won't have had to face, you know, Florida State's the best team that they'll face. Um, if they if they even get to the finals and beat Florida State, I think they're probably going to end up like a five seed in the tournament, which you wouldn't have thought. You know, when they played Duke a couple weeks ago, it was like if they lose to Duke. They might not make the tournament
0: yeah you're right though uh unc down the stretch has played very well um i'm on board with them they've they've really done a nice job for themselves and it's such an odd year because You don't know who has played how many games, and you don't know how that's going to affect your seating and whatever. Um, You know, like some teams have played twenty five, some have played closer to twenty. Who has big wins outside of conference? Who has played no games outside of conference? But UNC in particular um, just won a few games, and they're basically a lot of times it was just games that you know you just need to beat the teams that you you know that you're supposed to beat, and that's what UNC has done down the stretch here, Um, and now. They have they have a chance to really get a nice marquee win now against a fresh Florida State team. Um, Florida State obviously getting fresh legs just because they were supposed to be playing yesterday against Duke. Now they don't have to. Um, on one end, so I I think again, just I mean you're going to get two good you're going to get two good games here as Florida State, North Carolina, and then on the other side, it's a team that's had a sneaky good season in Georgia Tech. So the three teams that are left in the ACC all kind of playing for something florida state playing for seeding and georgia tech and north carolina two teams that are just trying to push their way further and further up the bracket into a nice uh you know nicer position as far as uh seeding like who they're going to play um, you know what double digit yeah. seed wise worked
1: out well for virginia you got to be kicking yourself through syracuse You lost on a buzzer beating 3 to virginia and then the next day they have uh, covid and they're out of the tournament couldn't have happened a day earlier for beyhan because now Syracuse is on the bubble big game yeah. in that uh, conference. But, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, Syracuse obviously in in a similar to position that I think Duke would have been in. Um, Duke had they played the Florida State game and won, it would have been like okay, now they have. I think they would have been fourteen and twelve instead of thirteen and twelve or thirteen and thirteen. Um, now they didn't get the extra game, and then Coach Kai kind of did what we've been. I think most people were waiting for him to do all season, which was bail on it. Um, earlier in the year, they had their early season struggles. He was kind of saying, "Oh, yeah, I don't think we should, should be playing this season." so Oh, this that just uh, yeah I like Coach K I, I hate to be too tough on him but it just uh, he's become so cranky in his old age he's, he's coming uh, less and less well, likable as the years happens go on is
1: when you sell your soul it takes a toll on you as a person <laughs> and uh, when he uh, against his better wishes when he he's sold his soul and started becoming a uh, guy who went after the one and dones and uh, kind of sold out his mm-hmm. program um you know, that, that takes a toll on a human. You can't you can't live like that. You've Lisa, noticed he's gotten crabbier and crabbier through the years, and a big part of that is he you know, he, he can say whatever he wants, but deep down in his soul he knows he he he's sold out.
0: The irony is not lost on me that he has become more and more of a blue devil. Yeah,
1: Bob Knight Bob Knight would be spinning in his grave right now, were he dead.
0: Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Pat, Pat Knight might be yeah. dead Alright we pick up in the SEC uh, This one is in the Quarters and not the semis this is one of those uh, Tournaments that ends on Sunday uh, Brackets will come out um, Typically between 6 and 7 This Sunday night um, We got Mississippi State playing Alabama Florida playing Tennessee um, Missouri Playing Arkansas Ole Miss uh, playing LSU No real upsets here. Um, The 8-9 game was the only um, where the lower seed moved on, where Mississippi State, um, you had mentioned it earlier, uh, Mississippi State squeaking by Kentucky in a thriller, um, and they get the one seed in Alabama.
1: Yes, indeed, in Alabama. uh, Mississippi State, uh, this is the first um, SEC tournament in 69 years where the Kentucky Wildcats are not in the quarterfinals. That's a crazy stat. Yeah, first first time in sixty nine years that they're not in the quarterfinals. And now, granted, they're usually good enough to get a bye, so you know they're they're already waiting there. So it's not like they they're losing games in the first or second round. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of wild. that Kentucky has never been uh, not in this game. I think since the um, SEC tournament has actually started as a basketball tournament but uh, but yeah um, Alabama's is, is right now is up uh, 26 points on Mississippi state in case you're wondering So that game's already well over. it's 38 to 12 with four minutes to go in the first half. So uh, we can we can pencil Alabama into the uh, next round of the tournament. Um, but uh, a couple of really good games yesterday, the Florida Vanderbilt game was actually uh, I was shocked because Vanderbilt's not very good. Um, but they hung with Florida for a very long time and actually made Florida put forth more energy than I think Florida would have liked to have done because the SEC tournament has those double yep. buys. Um, where, uh, so Tennessee didn't have to play anybody yesterday. Um, or did they? I'm sorry. That could be wrong. Tennessee but, but yeah, Tennessee, way, did not play. Going Tennessee against, has not played yeah, yet. Florida's going against Tennessee. Florida's going against Tennessee today. Um at 2 o'clock, and so you've got a fresh Tennessee team against the Florida team that I think they thought they were going to be fresh, and then they ended up having to play a a much more difficult game. Arkansas is the hottest team in the SEC down the stretch. They play against Missouri. They should win that game. So I'm thinking right now if I had to predict, obviously Alabama is a pretty easy prediction as they're up now 27 points. Uh, I think uh, it'll be Alabama and Tennessee and Arkansas, and I'll just go chalk Arkansas and LSU um then the semis on saturday i think uh arkansas and i'll go with the i'll go with the upset tennessee really needs it tennessee and then arkansas to win the sec tournament that's my prediction because i think arkansas is the hottest team in the sec by far right now yeah it's one of the hottest teams in the country truth be told so
0: it's Arkansas in particular, they're playing Missouri. Missouri for me is a team that has been trending down over the past few weeks. Um, and then on the bottom side of that bracket, you have Old Miss against LSU. LSU, a team that seems to be trending up over the past few weeks. So that will be an interesting one if Missouri advances. I don't think they get by Arkansas, but LSU, um, another win for them over Old Miss would be huge in, in really pushing them. Um, you know, seed-wise, further into a a single-digit seed. Uh, Tennessee, to me, this year is the team, and they're playing Florida. Um, This year, I don't know what it is with them. I feel like they lack a killer instinct, in a way. Um, The few times I've seen them play, I just (laughs) feel You can say that
1: about many Rick Barnes teams over the years. Yeah,
0: but in particular, though, you know, over the past few years, you know, you see guys like... uh, uh, Grant Williams, um, Admiral Schofield, you had um, the guard Bone, you had several different guys who, it was just like, okay, well, who's going to make the shot for this team? You trusted uh, Tennessee, whereas I just don't trust them in close games at all. So I know you're saying you're going to, you think that they have the upset in mind. Um, I had mentioned on the last one. Well, bottom, they've
1: lost about, the, the reason is yeah. because I think they're desperate right now. They, they've actually had a, a kind of a rough February. Oh, um, for sure. A bunch yep. of different losses. So they actually really need, uh, more so than a lot of other teams do, they need this game. Like they had a win over Arkansas earlier in the year. They had some. They had some decent. They had a, a couple of decent wins. They got killed by Florida in the last time they played by 25 points. But I'm I'm going to take Tennessee because I just think they absolutely they games desperately needed by them.
0: So I, I'm actually going to go complete chalk. I think it's Alabama and Arkansas in a, in a final. Now, worth noting here is these two teams played this year, and they were neither game was close. Arkansas has blown out Alabama, and Alabama has blown out Arkansas. So I think the fans finally get what they deserve, and I think we actually get a 1-2 um, between the two heavyweights of the SEC, and I think uh, uh, hopefully we get a, a good good game out of it there in the final.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that. That would I would not mind that at all. I uh, the only reason I took Tennessee, uh, I, I choose Tennessee uh, over Alabama in that game is because Alabama doesn't really have a whole heck of a lot to play for seed wise. I think they're almost. Very true. I think they're almost locked into a two, but they're definitely locked into a three. Um, Arkansas could move their way up to a two.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, if Arkansas, Arkansas wins has the a little tournament. Bit...
1: They're a two seed in my mind.
0: Yeah, they'll you're you're hundred percent right those are Arkansas in particular can really play themselves up. Alabama most likely I don't see them moving uh, really off that two line when you look at who they're competing against so yeah I, I agree with you there.
1: yep all right, moving on let's tell, let's do big twelve. There's some really good yeah, there's so- some really good games in the big 12 tournament yesterday.
0: Yeah, Big Twelve um, in particular moving forward. Uh, the semis today uh, we have Baylor against Oklahoma State, and then on the bottom half of the bracket we have Kansas against Texas. Um, so far, it's been all chalk except for the Oklahoma State, which was a f- um, they beat uh, West Virginia in the five yeah. four game. Uh, West Virginia went into the half um, several. Several buckets in a row uh, to end the half. I think they went up six, and then Oklahoma State turned it on in the second half. Oklahoma State, just just to get the name out there, one of the guys that we both had mentioned after the pod that we would have said – worth considering as far as like the best player of the year. I left him out of my five only because he's been injured. Um, they at times, Oklahoma state just doesn't have a second score, but kid Cunningham, um, yeah. obviously a player I mean, to he's watch. A top here. Five
1: pick in the NBA draft. So,
0: Mm-hmm. and, and, but he is a player to watch here to see if he can kind of carry Oklahoma state um, over this Baylor head, uh, this Baylor team. They have that three headed monster in the backcourt of Teague. Um, Butler and why am I blanking on the third Williams? One? Uh Davian oh, okay. Mitchell. Um, yeah, but uh, this is uh, this is one where okay, Oklahoma State. Um, you have the freshman, definitely. I would say the national freshman player of the year, um, well, playing for a lot here. Against
1: might have something to say about that.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. But Suggs also gets lost a little bit in the uh, Perhaps, in the Gonzaga but shuffle. one thing like we, we didn't touch on because it about.
1: happened after we we were there is the final of the WCC. Which, if you watch that game, if you watch that, Ooh. was a great game, oh, start yeah. to finish, and Suggs carried them down the stretch. I think I yep. think gun to my You're head, I, right. like, I take Suggs over uh, Kate Cunningham.
0: Kate Cunningham, I think, was just the is is and has been the name. Coming into the season, continues to be the name as far as the number one pick, um, and I think that's just just that name. I think has is in a think lot of people. Cade pre-
1: Cunningham got paid to go to Oklahoma State by the estate of T Boone Pickens, R.I.P. T Boone Pickens. If you don't know, this is like this old uh, Texas oil man uh, who went to Oklahoma State, and basically every athletic thing that exists at Oklahoma State is donated and. Was a product of T Boone Pickens. Like the reason that they became a good football team in the last twenty years, a good basketball team, is all because T Boone Pickens basically, instead of being like a normal billionaire and donating to like political causes and doing other stuff, he's like just this old man who only gave crap about like Oklahoma State sports. So Oklahoma State has give an it, absolute give it to the kids. role.
0: Um, yeah, I would say that somebody, somebody, if it's not Kate Cunningham, somebody in his family got a uh, got a tractor yeah, or, or a job or, or, or uh, You know, I would say uh, for sure. the, uh,
1: the brother an assistant coaching job. I think that's. I think that's. Yeah, that's uh, that was um, one of the uh, games yesterday. yesterday I was watching. We're like, yeah, and his brother is an assistant coach for da da da. da. Like, oh, it was Kate Cunningham. Cunningham's Listen, brother is an assistant coach. they were talking about how his he's gone through his shooting regimen it's like oh yeah oh, well i'm sh- i'd love to see his coaching resume before he got to uh, oklahoma state
0: listen uh All's fair know, i don't judge such things No. Yes, exactly. all is fair in the uh, NCAA. Uh, bottom half of the bracket, the Kansas-Texas game. Texas-Texas um, Tech game, by the know, way, last time. was another early in the year.
1: All the, the Every single one of these games last, that play, I played yesterday in the Big 12 ended up being a good game. The Baylor game was a six-point game. The Kansas beat Oklahoma by seven points, but they were up 23 in the first half. Oklahoma got it all the way down to three, went yep. back and forth. Oklahoma had a couple chances. I, I actually – Oklahoma impressed me more than, than – uh, Than anything yesterday. I didn't really, I wasn't really a big believer in Oklahoma, but the way they played in the second half, I I think that they could actually be a team that could really go far in the tournament. They have a couple of, uh, uh, they have some senior leadership and uh, guys who can just absolutely fill it up.
0: Yeah, that game for me in particular was Kansas earlier in the year just didn't seem like the Kansas of old. Um, there is some talent there. Marcus Garrett, um, you know, is a strong returning player on both ends of the floor. They, the talent is there for Kansas, but they just earlier in the year, they just didn't seem to win games that I thought they'd win. And then they just uh, there's other times where they just looked. Uh, just I, I don't know if I'd say disinterested, but they just didn't look like the Kansas you'd expect them to be, especially seeding-wise at the beginning of the year. And then yesterday I was just like, oh, here's Kansas, first half, up 23. I was like, they are – I mean, they were dominating that game. Oklahoma just was not getting anything yeah. easy, couldn't, Garrett hit, and, couldn't uh, hit anything. And, uh, and, uh, and who was it,
1: Argbaji yesterday for Kansas? Argbaji hit the three threes in a row or yes. four threes in a row in the second half. That just – that basically – were the difference in the game. But Kansas only played seven guys yesterday. They had Lightfoot and and uh that kid Harris coming off the bench. Yeah. That, that was it. They, they didn't play I mean they have some obviously they have some covid or whatever issues that they have that they were dealing with. But um but yeah, Kansas Kansas still was able to it build up a big enough lead that they didn't have to worry.
0: Yeah, and I mean and then you have I mean you have Texas who has just been, I don't want to say they're under the radar, but they've they've had a very, very good season. Um, they had a three-game losing streak in the, in the middle there of uh, the early days of conference play. Um, but they have kind of, I would say, a three-headed monster in their own right. Andrew Jones, um, an incredible story because two years ago, he walked onto campus, found out he had cancer, and now he's back as their leading scorer. Uh, really, really fun freshman to watch. Forward Greg Brown, kind of a donkey machine, and then you got a... Uh, Courtney, uh, Courtney Ramsey in the backcourt with Jones. Um, this is a good team. A lot of length there, and I, I don't like to rule out Shaka Smart, um, who is is and was um, one of the best coaches in the country. Um, I thought he had kind of. I for a while I thought he had made a bad decision to go into Texas but then when you look at the team this year I'm like oh no like this is this guy belongs in this uh, in like one of these big conferences at one of these big universities. But, uh, yeah, I think um, as far as I'm concerned, when I look at these two matchups, um, I don't think Oklahoma State gets past Baylor. I'm a big believer in this Baylor team. Um, On the other end, Kansas against Texas. Like I said, Kansas, the second half yesterday, showed me more than the first half because when you're up by 23, the game should never become a three-point game, you know? Um, So, to me, I look to Texas today um, as a team that I think just... I think yeah. just kind of wants it maybe but um yeah so uh, in that one I would pick the upset uh Texas Baylor a few weeks ago I actually expected a bigger game uh, a closer game in this one and um, Baylor kind of pulled away late and I think won by 15 um i don't i I'd expect a more competitive game but um i I think this is still Baylor's tournament to lose
1: i I agree with you. Yeah, it's absolutely. I think if Baylor loses the uh, game in this tournament, it's going to be Oklahoma State today. Um, I, I think I think Baylor will beat whoever they play in the finals. I think Kansas is too weak right now without uh, all their guys, and I agree with you. I think Texas could beat Kansas. I could see Texas playing themselves all the way up to a two or three yep. seed, and then losing to a fourteen or fifteen in the tournament, just because like that's that's kind For of the sure. way Texas has been the last bunch of years. You never know what you're going to get. Week to week, game to game. But because Kansas had to play a full game yesterday, Texas pressing them and and being the Shaka Smart kind of team, that's not really the team you want. Oh, no. On short rest, you you do not want to play a
0: team that's got length and a a strong defensive coach like Shaka Smart. Um,
1: Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins that game, Texas, and then Oklahoma State wins the uh, Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in either way.
0: All right. We got uh we'll pick up with the Big Ten. Um far and away I'd say the best conference um in college basketball this year. We've spoken about that already. Um we have the one seed Michigan. They uh they will play in the quarters today, um, against Maryland. Um Ohio State as the 5-seed. They're playing the 4-seed, Purdue. We have Rutgers at the 7 against Illinois, who's the 2-seed. They'll get their first action today as well. And 3-seed, Iowa takes on Wisconsin, who beat Penn State last night. So pretty much chalk so far.
1: Yeah, so chalk so far. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Michigan State in the tournament after uh, losing to Maryland. I think they have enough big wins down the stretch with a win over Illinois, win over um, Michigan that, that they should be okay and they should be in. Um, and again, they, they, truth be told, like they're uh, Michigan's a one seed. They've already beat, you know, if they win the big, East, the big uh, 10 tournament, same with Illinois, and they've beaten both of those teams. So if Michigan does make it, which I think they should, as a 12 seed or, or so uh, maybe even a 13, that is not a game you want to play as a four or five seed. They could easily make it to the uh, sweet 16 or Michigan state
0: um, similar to Kansas to me, a team that um, came in ranked um, higher up and then just didn't necessarily play up to expectations, but not necessarily a team that was lacking in talent. Um, They have Aaron Henry, uh, Rocket Watts and uh, Joey Hauser, who I think is the, younger of the two Hauser brothers, uh, but certainly some talent there. Um, and I think they, yeah, they really missed an opportunity yesterday um, to get another big win because had, if they get by Maryland, they're playing Michigan today. They just beat Michigan, right? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. It would be the third time and they've yeah. played Michigan in like a week and, and a you're, half. And but you know, they lost to Michigan by 20 points. They beat Michigan by nine points or or so like 69, 62 or something like that. And, uh, and this would have been the third time, but they couldn't get by Maryland. I still think they have done enough to make the tournament, though, truth be told. I, I agree. They, you look at their body of work for the entire year, how they've gotten better at the end of the year. I think um, I think 15 and 12 is not a great record, but I think they're in.
0: Those teams that finish strong certainly are teams that, um, yeah, you typically see in. So I think Michigan State we probably see in. Um, Ohio State, actually um, – Ohio State, Purdue, Ohio State, a little bit up and down this year, Purdue kind of just has been kind of steady, never really giving – I don't know. I feel like they're such a ho-hum team. They just kind of – I don't know. I just feel like the, –
1: They're boring. Like yeah, the they're boring team. as
0: hell. But there's also no star player like a like a Hummel or like a Robbie Hummel or anything like that on there, at least for me.
1: Or who was the guard who had that unbelievable game against Virginia in the last Uh, tournament?
0: Carson Edwards is another um, – yeah, that's a that's a good one to bring up. Yeah. So I, I feel like in there – you know, they do have Travion Williams. He's their best player. Um, but, yeah, they're just a team that, uh, to me, just – I don't know. They, they just lack something. Um, I think but Ohio, Ohio
1: State could win the entire Big Ten tournament. They were, they were the best bet. Um, if you looked at the odds before the Big Ten tournament, um, they were something like a like a, over 10 to 1 to win the Big Ten tournament. I mean, and granted, there are three teams ranked in front of them and a couple other really good teams in Wisconsin, Purdue, Michigan State. But – I mean, they, they the road for them is is just beat Purdue, and then you you know go against Michigan for the third time. They lost to Michigan, but they can beat Michigan. I mean, they they played them close in the last game that they played. Michigan just kind of pulled away at the end. If they can get the big guy into foul trouble, that helps them out a lot.
0: Yeah, and Ohio State, they were. Um... Such a good team for most of the year. Uh, getting, I think, is as far as definitely into the. I think they were in the top five at one point, but they are just on a. They're on the four-game skid, uh, losses to Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, and Illinois, which are other than Michigan State, those are the three big dogs in this conference. Um, but yeah, I think if they get by Purdue, um, they get another chance to really get a big win against Michigan. E- EJ Liddell, um, one of those players, really one of the best players in America this year. Um, Ohio State could potentially win this entire conference. Yeah. Um, they're not, moving they're not down my to the,
1: pick to win it, but uh, but you know, odds wise I thought they were the best bet.
0: You would not be surprised to see them not win remotely, it either, yeah. yeah. And, and and the and the and the, the money payout, yeah, if you if you played them would be uh worth worthwhile. Um, Rutgers against Illinois. Um, Rutgers was Seemed to be the darling of the Big Ten early in the season. Penn and, Penn State, oh, am
1: I in a different year, or was there a point in time this season that Penn State was ranked in the
0: top 10? They, I don't think there I don't was. Know, I say. think
1: like they, Penn State started off so strong in the beginning of the year that they, uh, they actually had like a very high ranking in uh basketball. I, th-
0: I think you're just thinking that they cracked the top Maybe 25. It. Um, I, yeah, I don't think they ever made it to top 10. I mean, they're Penn not State, good. They're not making be... anything.
1: They, they're 11-13 and 13 on the season, so, you know, it's not...
0: But what I will say about Penn State is, I think it was the fact that they were getting wins at home against some of these other schools. Um, Penn State just a team who stunk on the road, couldn't get a road win, um, but they would... They would get some home wins. They had home wins against Rutgers, uh, home win against Wisconsin, home win against Maryland, uh, home win against Minnesota. So, um, But yeah, Penn State... Oof. Yeah, they, they, they um, broke down. They're yeah. not even
1: worth talking about. But, um, yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, Rutgers, Illinois. Rutgers to me was seemingly... They were getting so much chatter early in the season, maybe because I'm in Jersey. Um, I... I I never bought into it. I understand that they are a more talented team that they've had in, in, several years there. Um, they're not beating Illinois. Illinois to me, um, is still the team. I don't want to say that the team to be because Michigan, you know, you still have Michigan and Illinois has to potentially go through, uh, Iowa or Wisconsin. Um, but Illinois to me, i I said it last time, Kofi Cockburn, uh, I do And then, you know, you got a guy like Adam Miller, a freshman who could turn it on at any moment. Um, you know, I think they'll overwhelm Rutgers, and then I think we're going to get several good games here. Here, whether they play Wisconsin or Iowa, I think we'll have a good game. And this Iowa Wisconsin game is is another one I think. Um, two two similar teams in um the way they look, uh, Iowa and, yeah, and Wisconsin, exactly.
1: Both both kind of plodging,
0: middle America, boring,
1: country farm boys. Uh, uh, who are capable of shooting threes not and all, playing decent defense?
0: Yeah, not a whole lot of uh, you know athleticism at times no. on 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 either team. Um, certainly, two teams who could beat most teams in America on any given day. Um, but yeah, that one at least um, more of the classic. Um, like slower Big Ten basketball game in that one. But um, I think Iowa beats Wisconsin. Um, I think Garza is just a little bit too much for them. And then I think Illinois will overcome um, Iowa and uh, give us a matchup of uh, Illinois, uh, a 1-2, and Illinois Um, against Michigan. I I think
1: uh, Illinois, Ohio State, and I think Illinois wins uh, the Big Ten tournament and gets the one seed. Which would probably, if Michigan Michigan were to lose in the semis, might bump them down to a two. We'll see.
0: Oh, so you're going you're going with Illinois yeah, to win this and win the win conference, conference tournament. tournament. Oh, so you're you're with me. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right though. I think Michigan. So here's the deal: the, we wouldn't be surprised if it's a Michigan Illinois final in the Big Ten. I would not be surprised to see both Michigan and Illinois on the one line. It would just be a difference in no. who becomes, yeah, the, you know, um, the fourth number one, and um,
1: <laughs> which one has the punishment of being uh, Gonzaga's uh, getting and matched Yeah, up with potential Gonzaga matchup the
0: with Gonzaga in the semis. Um, actually, that's a good way to end it. Gonzaga, um, we were the last time we recorded, they were playing BYU in the conference tournament. The two of us. It's almost that this podcast has become become the. Uh, the Gonzaga hype fest, but Gonzaga goes down by, I think it was 12 at halftime to BYU. Um,
1: yeah, they were down yep. 14. And BYU was
0: was just seemingly hitting it every time down the floor. And
1: I think they were, what, 8 yep. for 11 uh, for
0: 3? In the first half. And there worth noting touches. was the last time Gonzaga had lost a game was to BYU last year. Um, and I think it was the regular season finale because I don't think they had a West Coast tournament. Uh, yeah, I don't think they had the West Coast tournament. Um, but that was a different BYU team. They had a big man in the middle, Yuli Childs. Um, this BYU team, while good, um, a top 25 team in their own right, um, they were not on Gonzaga's level. And I said it last time, and and we had agreed on so many different levels with Gonzaga, that beating Gonzaga for 40 minutes – is, is what it comes down to. You could beat them for, say, the first 10 minutes of the game, the first half of the game, but beating them for 30, 35, and then to to finish the job is, is what makes it so tough because there's so many guys who can make plays for Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, they were – I mean, it, it was a great game start to finish uh, and good to watch. I think it was probably the best thing that happened to yep. Gonzaga is to actually get a game like that under your belt. So they're at least – have some familiarity with playing from behind because uh, they might have to do that. And again, in the tournament, you don't want guys to, to kind of uh, seize up in those moments. It was great to see uh, freshman Suggs come out and really take over the game in the second half. And he's really the biggest difference maker in that game because Kispert wasn't, wasn't, um, playing particularly well. Um, Timmy was Timmy was okay, but not great. Timmy had some trouble because of uh, BYU's big man. BYU's big man, if you remember, played for Purdue for Matt a bunch Harms, of years. Matt yes. Yeah. When yeah, when when Haas went out in the tournament a few years ago, and he had to play in an elite eight game, um, and and he went from being a bench guy to a starter, and he he did a you know kind of a serviceable job. He's good. He played well for BYU most of the game, but he kind of killed him down the stretch. He missed two to uh in close jump hook and a and a little um layup that and on both possessions Suggs came down and hit a 3 and that kind of took the lead from two points where it was a back and forth to 10 points all within like the last 2 minutes of the game. But defensively, he's a beast. He really gave Timmy problems and you know, Timmy who finishes everything inside yeah. had problems against him. He he gets a lot of blocks. The the thing I took away from that game wasn't anything about Gonzaga, really, because I still think they're by far the best team in the country. What I took away from that is BYU is now, to me, a really interesting team in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they have the firepower where if they get hot in a game and they get the right matchups, they could really play with anyone and they could. there's no reason they can't be an Elite Eight or a Final Four type oh, team. Oh, they're, they're a team that can shoot that themselves get, into any game. You just hope that they get uh, a Midwest or... Or you know one of the one of the groupings where they're not in the same bracket the same uh, region rather as uh, Gonzaga because I'd like to see them go against some other teams. But I mean, and BYU is obviously they they're you know they have enough losses on their schedule. They're capable of losing to teams. But um, but I was impressed with BYU more than I was you know anything else in that game. That was my biggest takeaway. Oh, BYU is pretty good. I, I'm gonna keep an eye on them and see what their slate looks like when they get in the tournament because. If a team like BYU gets, say BYU ends up a seven seed or a six seed, you know if they get if they get a team like Texas as a three or a two, like I think BYU can easily beat Texas. Um,
0: oh yeah, they could BYU. be Texas by
1: 15, 20 points in a game if they're if they're just hitting threes. Texas is overcommitting on a press and BYU figures out how to break it really quickly and starts getting open looks. And it's just well within the realm of possibility. So that, that was my biggest takeaway from the WCC.
0: They can, yeah, they can shoot themselves uh, into any game, and then with Harms in the middle, they have, um, you know, definitely a different type of look that most teams don't have with a with a seven foot three man in the middle who alters shots. Um, what I, I, mean, in particular with that one, I think it's it's the worst case scenario for everybody else in the country. Uh, you now have Gonzaga, who just came off. Um, a game where they were challenged. Um, and that's what you didn't want. I think if they went into a tournament in the, into the NCAAs without that, you know, without that tight game under their belt, maybe they get knocked off early, but now I'm just like, okay, well they're, they're going to the final four. They're not going to lose a tight one. That's my opinion, at least. All right. Well, um, that will, uh, that concludes Bill and Bob's, uh, basketball bra oh bill and bob's bracket busting bonanza uh i'll get that one right sooner or later i got it right at the beginning so i just got to finish strong now um but we will be back uh the brackets will come out on sunday night we're recording this on friday uh brackets will come back out on sunday night so we will be back early next week breaking down um the four different uh regions so thanks for listening everybody